Hi, I'm Emily Abbott, the founder of The Brain Possible. We've created this space, our website, and this podcast to offer hope, to explore possibility over limitations, and to create community for families of exceptional children like yours. This is personal to me. I know firsthand that great change cannot come from a place of hopelessness. My son Carter's life taught me to run full steam ahead in the opposite direction of limitations and never to be. In this work, we know we are not providing one specific solution to one specific problem. We're doing something more, moving toward a transformation of spirit. And we try to spread that message one connection at a time. Here, on this podcast, we'll begin another. We're so happy that you're taking this journey with us. Today on the Brain Possible podcast, we get to meet Dr. Laura Sheehan, who has decades of experience helping mothers, babies, and children. She's a former pediatric ICU and neonatal ICU nurse for 15 years and a family upper cervical chiropractor for 18 years. Her chapter in pediatric chiropractic has some interesting case studies of children exhibiting neurological challenges who were helped with evaluation and adjustment. She loves babies and children of all ages and supports and salutes parents who think outside mainstream media and medicine. Here, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, we deeply resonate with that message. Let's get started. First, we are honored to have you join us on the Brain Possible podcast. Let's get started with your why. Why the field of chiropractic after all those years of nursing? Um, Well, thank you for asking me that, Emily. Um, Chiropractic changed my life when I was 35, and I was a stressed-out nurse in a hospital setting. Um, At the time, I was also doing massage at a five-star hotel in Hawaii, and I moved to the big island of Hawaii to um, help open a kind of more holistic hospital. So we had Chinese herbs and acupuncture needles in our pharmacy. And I, mm. they, while I was there, I met chiropractors who changed my life. I was really stressed out and I had come from an abusive family. And I also had been in six car accidents and I had a lot of tension on my spinal cord and I didn't know it. When I met chiropractors on the big island and got adjusted, and it was the upper neck, I felt like 10 years of stress drop away from my brain and spine. And I was able to take on new assignments. I could be in charge of the unit. And that was after like a year of not being able to handle any extra stress. It would just overwhelm me. So I knew that something significant had happened to my central nervous system. And I knew that Although I love nursing, I just knew that I should pursue this line of healing. And I was Mm. always very holistic and I always felt like a spy in an enemy camp. So chiropractic was a natural evolution for me, Mm -hmm. having done craniosacral therapy, massage therapy, 
and other classes that are holistic during my nursing career. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of it. That was a hospital, you said? Like a it was, holistic yeah, hospital? Yeah, it's still, it's still open, North Hawaii Community Hospital. So there, wow. on the Big Island, there are two main cities, Hilo and Kona. And in between is, was a thriving community called Waimea. There was no hospital for those people. You'd have to drive like an hour and a half through huge gorges and mm -hmm. really um, wasn't convenient. And those people needed something more than a clinic to serve them. So they built this incredible hospital that had every room has a garden view or a mountain view. And wow. families could actually stay with their with their family member while they were there and cook for them. And it was very family focused, of course, because that's how it is in Hawaii. Wow. That sounds magical. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. And oh gosh, you should have seen the artwork in that place. Like these huge Hawaiian quilts and gorgeous tapestries, gorgeous murals of Hawaiian life. It was just an amazing place. Hmm. Sounds beautiful. You had an experience right after chiropractic school while working in a PICU that you describe as a miracle. Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, so I was still working as a pediatric ICU nurse. And when I graduated for two years more, I did that. And I was assigned one day to a little girl who was seven and she was in a coma. And she had been for two weeks and she had gone into the coma after having chemotherapy. Hmm. So the mother was at the bedside and I, I knew that things looked really hopeless. And I just said, Hey, um, can I work on your child? Can I adjust her with chiropractic? Because I'm a chiropractor too. And she said, yes, anything you can do. And I found the child's C1 was very over laterally to the side on the left. And I did a chiropractic adjustment and kind of brought it back to center. And within a couple of hours, she was awake. And then she went home the next day. Wow. So I just felt really happy about that for her. And everyone was giving me the fisheye because they knew that I did chiropractic, but they, you know, I didn't let anyone know that I did anything. But it was just one of those little miracles for me and for that family, mm -hmm. Jared. And it, because I'd, I'd always suspected that the central nervous system could awaken if given the right input, mm -hmm. that was, that can be a key to helping people. And I had always seen that during school when people had shared videos of really neurologically uh, troubled patients of theirs getting well from an upper cervical adjustment. Wow. It's not that well sounds known. amazing. Yeah. It's not well known in the, in public, um, but we have an Atlas orthogonal, which is the program of upper cervical care that I use. Dr. Sweat and the Sweat Foundation in Georgia, all of us from around the world have sent in our testimonials and case studies, and now there are a thousand of them that we've published. So 
it's a real thing. The upper cervical areas is really key to overall health, blood flow and nerve throat flow for the body, but it also restores blood flow to the brain as of the vertebral artery. So I had never heard of upper cervical chiropractor. Can you kind of? Sure. It's an additional four years of study in the brainstem area. And we, we look at three-dimensional x-ray and CT to find the right relationship that C1, occiput, and C2, um, where neutral spine is for that person. And um, many, many people have C1 misalignments. This was developed since the early days in chiropractic. BJ Palmer was the developer, the, the founder's son. Um, and he would have medical doctors work up patients in his clinic in Davenport, Iowa, and do all the blood work, the EKGs, and the um, physical exam. And then they, he would x-ray them and adjust C1 only. And then they would repeat all of that to see what had changed. And a lot changed. And he, would, he was even reported as saying, if you adjust anything below C1, you're not a chiropractor. Well, he, <laughs> met, he really had extremes in his language, but he was very passionate. And people that studied with BJ, um, Doctor, there was a doctor, uh, Rostick, and my mentor, Dr. Sweat, who's 94 and is still in the office four days a week, he studied with Dr. Grostick, who knew BJ Palmer. And um, they, over the years, you know, past 75 years, perfected a system of adjusting C1 using a machine with a sound wave. And they would say it's two solenoids hitting each other, creating a compressional mechanical wave. And what this does in the upper cervical area, it creates this action potential that fires off hundreds of nerve cells that share the same ganglion of nerves in the TMJ and the upper cervical area. So it's profound. And it writes that relationship so that the vertebral artery can feed the brain good blood that it hadn't been getting. Also, uncork the position of C1 can actually stop the flow of cerebral spinal fluid to some degree, whichever degree it is. And that can make people feel like their brain never gets flushed, mm. fresh fluid and it doesn't allow you know the lymph to drain too somebody with very heavy head with headaches like people who most extreme experience um, example is um, football players who've had concussions right so when um, when they get adjusted they feel like the toilet of their brain has been yeah. So because that's, they're getting that cerebral spinal fluid flow mm -hmm. down in the canal and it just bathes the brain and then the brain isn't being, I use this word pinion, but kind of like if you think about something trying to flow against a closed system and it just ratchets back and forth, but it never really clears. 
mm-hmm. that cerebral spinal fluid flow, it's constantly flowing and your spinal cord is constantly moving in the spinal canal up and down like one and three quarters centimeters. And so if you think that about that going against a, something that's corking it, it's like the brain is getting tiny little ricochets that it shouldn't get because it's corked in some manner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not very well explained, but that's the best way I can explain it. Well, yeah. I no, it it's it's easy for me to visualize that. But what I do want to ask you is where I think I'm having an idea, but for me and anyone else listening, where is C1? It's located right at the base of your skull. So it's so far up there, you can't really palpate C1. And the edges of it are behind your ear, between Hmm. your jaw and your your skull, between that process. So it's way up there. Wow. Even chiropractors, when they're palpating, the biggest thing they palpate at the base of the skull is C2 spinous. They can't really adequately palpate it because it's so tucked up under there. It's only a two ounce bone, but it they, it's called Atlas because it holds up the world. Mm, yeah. I have multiple questions. One of them is, so this sounds like the way to go if you're going to do chiropractic care. <laughs> it is, like, but well, it's too expensive can- for most because you have to spend that extra time and money learning this this system and the the x-ray system itself is so much money it's like 30,000 35,000 you have to get an overhead bar everything has to be calibrated every 6 months so you know your x-rays are going to show the true out of plumb patient and not the x-ray equipment which medical equipment for x-ray is not calibrated like that there's no overhead bar to assure that everything is at zero. Mm-hmm. Use head clamps. All of that is expensive. A rotating chair, a bucky that swivels. Mm-hmm. You've got to buy the software to, you know, so it's not that affordable, but people who've been exposed to it and when, when you know what the potential is, there are miracles that can happen. Make that investment, but it's not for everybody. And how would you suggest that someone finds an upper cervical chiropractor? Just Googling? Googling works. Um, there are Facebook groups. There's Atlas Orthogonal has its website, www.globalao, apple orange, globalao.com. Then there's upthecspine.com. Mm-hmm. up the c spine.com so many websites um so it can be found definitely you want to try it because <laughs> a lot of us have seo and you just put in a few search words atlas upper neck specialist and boom you got it yeah how important is chiropractic care for mothers and infants in your in your mind And how do you know if your baby needs it? I think it's really important just because of what I've seen in 18 years of delivering that to families. Number one, pregnancy isn't always that easy for some women. Some women have a lot of pain. 
Also, there's the malposition uh, experience of breach. This is, chiropractic is so adept at dealing with that. And so from the chiropractic standpoint, it's very gentle work, but it's precise. We, we work to balance the sacrum, the pelvis, so that the baby doesn't have intrauterine constraint. If the baby can grow in an environment that isn't lopsided and tight on one side, then they can go into that head down position easily. And then when they come out, if there's any force used that isn't ideal, like I saw a vacuum baby yesterday who couldn't adequately suck on the breast and even fast deliveries cause misalignments, but especially I've been to many C-sections because when I was a NICU nurse at UCSF, I would have to go in and stabilize the infants after being sectioned. Mm -hmm. And they pull them out by their head and neck many times, mm. very few by their butt and pelvis. The head is right there. It's a tiny incision. It's a back pressure. There's a pop. There, there's force. And C-section babies, I found, are the most misaligned. But the second to that is a very fast vaginal delivery. So the upper cervical area can be, that delicate tissue can get out of alignment and cause sleeping, irritability issues, gut issues, digestion, constipation, colic, constant crying, inability to settle or take naps, or apnea, the lack of breathing. And that's one of the things that I worked with um, at Alta Bates, there was a neonatologist who was interested in seeing what chiropractic could do for apnea. And that was stopping breathing for 15 seconds. A lot of newborns are born with tachypnea, which is fast breathing. And he thought, you know, you just grow out of it. But I was able to demonstrate to him by putting pressure on the place where C1 is, we could increase oxygen in the saturation monitors. Wow. But unfortunately, with politics, we weren't able to do a study at that nursery. But um, it's super important to get your baby checked, even if you think everything is fine and they have none of the issues that I've mentioned, mm -hmm. because you want them to grow up without interference in their nervous system, because you want mm -hmm. the best start in life. So I think that's mm -hmm. why it's super important. Yeah. I have had five kids, and my first one, I was really young and I didn't know, hadn't heard about all these different things that I now have been diving into. And she came out, they were all vaginal, but she needed a vacuum. Yeah. And I remember she had like the worst colic uh -huh. and I would give her that gripe water. And she was also on the medicine for reflux. Um, she was just very uncomfortable and cried a lot, but I didn't know. I know. But as, yeah, yeah, when I had my second child, that's, he's the one who got sick and, and um, had a traumatic brain injury from that. And mm. he, that's when I started learning about all these different things. So he had cranial sacral work a lot, mm. but I don't know if he ever had chiropractic. Yeah. Uh, 
but cranial sacral helped him, but yes, yes, that's wonderful. You know, the first person who, who found craniosacral therapy was an osteopath that came from that discipline. And John Upledger, he was helping a friend do surgery on someone's spinal cord and he couldn't hold it still. And he realized that, oh, the spinal cord is moving so much in the canal. I can't hold this still. And so he thought, what if we can enhance the movement of the crane of this spinal cord? And that's the craniosacral rhythm. He said, you can palpate it from anywhere in the body and feel that motion and it enhances the cerebral spinal fluid flow. So it is a very profound um, type of healing work that I think is wonderful. If you can't find an upper cervical chiropractor, if you find craniosacral, they can help. Mm-hmm. The extent that C1 specialists could, but it's wonderful adjunct. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he, your second child had that kind of support. Yeah, it helped him relax and actually sleep better. I originally started it because his head was sunken in uh-huh. because essentially his brain wasn't growing. So when it swelled up, that's how I understand it. You might be like, oh, that's not how it happened, Emily. But I know that things swelled up when he was having this virus. Mm-hmm. He had um, encephalitis and then things kind of like shrunk back mm-hmm. and then he had like a sunken in spot. And as he grew, my understanding was the brain isn't growing. So it's not pushing those, pushing things out. So I was trying to. So was it plagiocephaly? I don't know. Like did he what have is a that? flat part of his head? It wasn't really flat. It was actually sunken in. It was just the fontanelle at the top of this. It was in the back. Oh, okay. Maybe his lambdoidal suture was all off. Hmm. I don't know. But after that, I was, you know, sold. And next time I had, I was pregnant and had uh, with twins, I had chiropractic care throughout um, my pregnancy. And it really supported me during that time. And then also after the twins were born. Do you do adjustments on pregnant women? I assume you do. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I have been for 18 years. Yeah. In what circumstances uh, and ha- does it help? You just described some. Is it just good for everyone? Or would you say that there are certain times where you, you feel like someone maybe red flags or something kind of signs that they should definitely go see a chiropractor during pregnancy? If they have high blood pressure or they're going to be induced because of high blood pressure, preeclampsia, we can mm-hmm. really help. We're not trying to treat the preeclampsia, but we know that the upper neck specialty adjustments, they lower blood pressure. And it's been proven with studies in the Journal of Hypertension. There was a study of upper cervical care among 200 patients, and it dropped their blood pressure by 20 points for six months. And it would have taken two medications to do that. So I think it's important for any mother that they they get checked at least once during their pregnancy and then if they have any issue even hyperemesis which is throwing up a lot or nausea oh, yeah burn all of those things can be helped by the chiropractic adjustment 
needs. And um, anyone who's uncomfortable or has a breech presentation should seek out a chiropractor who specializes in pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Even women who've had fibroids and they have a breech presentation, I've had success getting those babies to turn too, even with huge fibroids. So it's, it's, it's possible to Mm -hmm. have great, wonderful effects with pregnancy chiropractic. Yeah. I, I was determined to keep my twins in. I was very scared to have twins because of many of the people I had met in my little world with my son having a brain injury, you know, some of them had twins and maybe some, one of them had loss of oxygen or something. So I was nervous for that, but I wanted to keep them in as long as possible and and also deliver vaginally. Yeah. But it seemed to help me with pain and, um, I had, you know, they did, were able to like flip the babies would flip. Yeah. And then when I was ready to go with my last two pregnancies, I had reached the, my goal and wanted to deliver and also was able to kind of induce almost. That's great. Yeah. 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 It helped. So what babies are candidates for cranial sacral? I saw that you also do that. Um, would, would well, you all, the, all the issues say- that I mentioned before, sorry to interrupt you, you know, colic, the crying, irritability. Um, would you also say, especially maybe, do you work with many children with neurological conditions? I do. They, they come with various issues and some of them are um, neurological conditions because of neonatal reflexes that are retained because with, with C-section babies, especially some of the reflexes are not um, activated at birth unless the mothers have massaged them from head to toe with a very firm stroke. The squeezing that happens in the in the vaginal canal is so important to elicit things like you know the spinal gallant um, reflex, and so you know I see children with cerebral palsy, um, children who've had. I've been published for this work in Pediatric Chiropractic, a textbook for chiropractors, and um, some of the things are you know. Uh, cervical dystonia, where uh, the head doesn't quite sit on the neck very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, conditions of um, torticollis. Right. And then I was thinking of one. Oh, I mean, any developmental delay could be helped by chiropractic and craniosacral therapy. Um, wish I had my book in front of me. <laughs> been so helpful (laughs) Um, so I mean each person each child is looked at individually to see which reflexes are working well there's a full exam a neurological uh, orthopedic and postural and spinal exam and um, and then we just go from there and if I feel it's over my head I'll refer to an osteopath that specializes with children or babies. Or um, in Los Angeles, there's an, a um, 
board certified pediatric chiropractor who's all about the brain. And so she's a really great person to ask questions of. And who is that? Christine Anderson. Okay. Yeah. I remember I took my son to see an osteopath in, I want to say Mill Valley. Uh-huh. Um, I would remember it if I heard it. She was, it was, she was very unique. Um, you know, she said ahead of time, you got a list of things like you could not wear anything fragranced. You couldn't have used a shampoo with a fragrance and she yeah. was very, very sensitive. I found that with many different practitioners. And I almost wonder if certain practitioners or doctors have such a heightened, mm-hmm. like their senses are heightened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Or it could be their limbic system is just overworking. Mm. They're sensitive to all chemicals. You know, that's a limbic system disorder, actually. But people who are more evolved can be more sensitive. Mm -hmm. As you're saying, you're right about that. But I've also recently discovered with the DNRS, the dynamic neural retraining system, that chemical sensitivity is when it's heightened it is a limbic system disorder and it affects three other parts of your brain so the uh, cingulate gyrus and um, the amygdala and the hypothalamus but mostly it's it's a limbic system overworking too hard Hmm. so the dnrs by uh, any hopper it helps you learn how to calm your limbic system down and activate other parts of your brain. Mm. But you don't have to live in a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I found I was hypersensitive to EMF. And that's a real issue in our society that we're just not aware of how bad it is to have a router going at night when you're sleeping or if your router is in your bedroom, I've even met people like that or people who sleep with their cell phone on by their head, mm-hmm. emitting this huge wave and it affects your brain and can make you feel tired and less refreshed when you're waking up. Mm. I found turning my router off at night is huge. I put mine on a timer, one of those little plug-in timers, Yeah, but either my 14-year-old or my husband they don't like the time I have it set at, and I'll keep walking by and see that it's been unplugged from the timer. Oh, I um, unplug your router completely. You just unplug it. You just turn the power off to it. Yeah. And yeah. Modem, and God, it's a big change how you feel in the morning. Yeah. Or you buy yeah. a biologically friendly um, router. Router. Yeah, there's Electra a few health. of them. Uh-huh. Electra Health. Electra Health. Electra. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, today I actually have you ever heard of something called a Soma Vedic? Mm, I, I had recently heard about it. Yeah. What is it exactly? Gosh, well, I will have a hard time trying to explain that. But uh I think. <laughs> he would be a good person. They would be good to interview. Yeah. But it is this little glass kind of orb looking thing and they have different ones and they have different color lights, um, the, depending on which one you buy. 
And I think in the inside, there's different precious stones and metals uh-huh. and it uh, mitigates the EMF effect uh-huh. on your body. Uh-huh. And supposedly it also structures water. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then supposedly some of the other effects people find are that it mitigates um, mold and in your body mold and parasites and different things people have. They just say it calms down. But anyway, it's supposed to arrive today. So I'm very excited. But <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that would be very useful. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, I know I should pl- unplug this. Does it cover your whole house? I, it, gosh, I don't know if it was a hundred feet yeah. or a hundred, I think a hundred yards would be like way too much. It must be a hundred feet, but, um, I will see how it goes. Okay. It, it, they have like a 60 day money back guarantee. So yeah. if you don't like it. <laughs> Wonderful. Your practice is based on vitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Western medicine is based on mechanistic mechanistic philosophy mechanistic i can talk about Uh, can you talk yeah Yeah. i wanted to know what that means because i don't understand it at all the mechanistic philosophy is kind of the newtonian approach of um you're made of these different molecules and instead of seeing that you're animated by spirit it's like we can break you down to your smallest molecule and manipulate it with chemicals and that can change you. It's a way of looking at you as the sum of your parts instead of in vitalism, you're seen as a whole. So it's kind of why in my mind that that medical doctors don't study nutrition or lifestyle changes in medical school. Mm-hmm. It's not a holistic way of looking at a person. They're treating yeah. diseases and not whole people. And in, in complementary medicine, we're taught a more holistic view of the person where we take into account what you're eating, what you're thinking, what you're sleeping with, what, what are you exercising? What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. All of it. And then, you know, helping with our discipline. So in the vitalistic model, you are more than the sum of your parts. You are soul. And soul is uh, governed by the laws of universal intelligence. That's the intelligence that causes the leaves to fall in autumn the planets to rotate around the sun. And this man has an infinite part of that. It's called innate intelligence. So universal intelligence, we get a part of that innate intelligence. It is the part of us that animates us and that helps our red blood cells to replicate every 120 days. We don't have to think about the thousands of times our heart beats. We are self-healing people. We have an innate physician within us that can help us heal if we remove the interference. Mm -hmm. The interference can be thought of as the three T's, thoughts, toxins, and traumas. And 
So in holistic, in vitalistic approach, we help you remove whatever is keeping your innate physician from helping you heal. So um, I love that. That's vitalistic philosophy. And there is a place for the mechanistic philosophy. If you, you know, cut off your arm or life-saving surgery, certainly you're not going to askew that. But um, that's, I think, where a lot of people get disillusioned with medicine because they're not seen as a whole and they want to be treated as a whole. In order to heal, you really have to work on the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical realms. And you can't just focus on the physical. Yeah. I love that. I was just reading something yesterday that said that America is, they, we spend the most on healthcare. Mm-hmm but that we have the poorest health of any industrialized nation. It's true. We're like 34th in the world and we should be first because we spend billions on it. But it's because we are completely born into a medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. And then we die out of that medicine cabinet. It's from birth to grave because there is such a tight clinch hold on medicine seeks to eradicate and destroy chiropractic. And, you know, many of chiropractors in the past were put in jail and kept from their patients. And the drummed up charge was that they're practicing medicine when they're doing nothing of the sort. They're just working with the spinal column to increase health in people. Mm -hmm. I mean, the chiropractic profession, as late as 1991, won a, um, a suit against the AMA for systematically trying to destroy our profession. And it's just a tiny representation of what the AMA and the FDA, you know, are trying to do, the CDC. It's, um, they want to stay in control because they're controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. And and they have the most money to control our legislation. And so, of course, we're not going to have excellent health if we only do medicine because medicine isn't looking at us as a whole. Mm-hmm. We can't just be manipulated by drugs and surgery. There's got to be other avenues. Yeah. Like, why? Why are you having that reoccurring thing happen or that um yeah symptom pop up rather than just oh i know there's something a cream or a pill you can take for that and it'll make it go away for a while reading the symptoms <laughs> is not the best thing is but a lot of people like that system because they don't want to do, do and do the work they don't want to change their diet or their lifestyle or drink more water or exercise more It's just easy. Yeah. Just um, they want, they're looking for the one shot deal and there isn't just a one shot deal. You have to improve like five areas of your life in order to have a healing happen. I found. Mm. Yeah. And say those, can you say those five areas again, just in one, it was. Well, so you could look at it as, you know, you have to look at, you have to work on your thoughts. You have to feed your spirit. 
and work on your emotions and work on your physical body. And with your physical body, you need to eat six to eight fruits and vegetables a day, drink eight glasses of water a day, work out, you know, four or five days a week, especially if you have a neurodegenerative disease and you've got to work out seven days a week and um, sleep really well and avoid toxins and eat organically and, you know, have positive thoughts. There's only 10% of the population sees chiropractors and and it's because that 10%, they want to evolve. They're working to consciously evolve their nervous system and their lifestyle. And so they're the top 10% in my mind. <laughs> I, I, I can agree with that. I sometimes feel a little like a black sheep. Well, you're, but you're made to feel that way because you, other people don't want to have to do what you do. But there's every level of consciousness on the planet from the lowest to the highest, and everyone's at a different level. And for some people, the medical model and the, the mechanistic philosophy is perfect for them. And I try not to judge that. Yeah. It's just you know, not where I'm vibing at and where my people are vibing at. So yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, we, we can't judge it. That's just not going to be good for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. I sometimes feel though that, and maybe it's in my head, but I sometimes feel like people maybe think that it's less I'm doing like a not as high class, you know, like a different level of if you're not, oh, you're not going to do that and get yeah. that and, and, and do these different mainstream medical mm -hmm. things. Um, but actually, on the many people like us, right? Mm -hmm. They know exactly all our labs or what's going on or see many different specialists and mm -hmm. be doing kind of much more. But anyway. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And others can make you feel less than, but it's it's good to have a strong conviction and know what's yeah. right for you and listen to your inner voice. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Will, is there anything else that you would like to share with the Brain Possible community today to be complete? Well, we were just kind of touching on staying in our convictions and, mm. and listening to our inner voice. And one thing that helps me listen to mine is singing a charged word. And the word that I sing to increase my brain capacity is hue, H-U. It's an ancient name for whatever created us. And when you sing it quietly, either aloud or inside, it can produce states of consciousness that give you freedom for, from the downward pull of the psychic pressure of being on the earth at this time. As you know, Many people are struggling right now, and I found the hue sharing it with them 
really gives them a leg up on the stress. Stress is really bad for our brains and it can be good for our brains too. Too much stress is, isn't good for our brains. It creates neurochemicals that bring us um, unhappiness. But when you sing something like the word love or hue, goes like this. If you sing it over and over for 10 to 20 minutes a day, you get the freedom to not be at the effect of your mind being in a rut or your limbic system overworking. You get states of love, freedom, calm, peace. And that's what your listeners want. They want those states. That's why they're listening to your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We all need more of that right now. You're right. The stress is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's it, it's a big deal and it does wreak, wreak havoc on our, our bodies. And then our children feel it as well. Yeah. Um, when you share the hue with children, they get it. You just sing it with them, teach them how to sing it. And it, it gives them so much love and something that helps with their anxieties and even nightmares can be. Mm. And children sleep better when they sing you before bedtime. Oh, I'm going to try that. I had a little girl wake up with a nightmare last night. There you go. <laughs> so it's www.herehue.org. H-E-A-R. HU.org. And it's Thank you. just a wonderful tool that anyone can use of any faith or non-faith. You don't have to believe in anything. It's just a very powerful thing. And when sung with reverence, it gives you so much love. Anytime I need support, I sing this word and um, and I've never felt alone. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you for being open to it. How can our audience find out more about you and your work? Um, Well, my website is laurasheehan.com, L-A-U-R-A-S-H-E-E-H-A-N.com. So I have a blog on there with their many articles. and Mm -hmm. um, My podcast button is on there, too. Yeah, I was looking through all those articles. Yeah. Thank you so much for putting your knowledge out there for um, other people to find. Thank you, Emily, for doing what you're doing, too. And to all your listeners, um, I wish you all the best in every way possible. I know that your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here with me today. Um, and with the Brain Possible community. I value and salute what you're doing, Emily. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation today and that you learned something new. Do you have a question for Dr. Sheehan? Have you had any miracles with chiropractic care? Have you tried upper cervical chiropractic care? Um, We would love to hear from you. Let us know how we may be useful in your journey. Email us at info at thebrainpossible.com. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and share our podcast if that feels true for you. 
You may also consider visiting our website for more information on stories, therapies, and products that we think that you will love and may support you in your healing journey. As always, thank you for spending your precious time with us at The Brain Possible. See you next week and be well.